Kids, Dan and Christy. What's trending? Well, starting with this, this will spice up your life. Oh, yeah. Spice Girls rumoured to be coming to Australia because Sporty Spice shocks fans by hinting at a potential Spice Girls reunion trip to Australia. Oh, my she gosh. She did a major tease, as she always did as Sporty Spice. Um, they're saying uh, during her DJ set at the Heaps Gay Harbour Party in Sydney, she said, thank you so much. I've had the most incredible two weeks in Australia and maybe I'll bring my friends with me and see you very soon. God, Woo! my God. If We'd this... have to go, wouldn't we? Oh, we? We're moving in. If the Spice <laughs> okay. Girls would just move in to find some in Sydney Harbour. Watch out. Victoria Beckham, would see, she come back? That's my only thing. After yeah. I saw the documentary Beckham, and I fell in love with Victoria Beckham, by the way. I thought, mm-hmm. God, this woman's cool. She's, she's a, the best. She's the best. She loves a family, man. Mm-hmm. It would take a lot to drag her away from the life that she has. They don't need the money. Mm-hmm. And she loved the work. She loved all the singing, all the dancing, being with the girls. But is it enough to drag her away from this incredible life that she has? I don't mm-hmm. know. But maybe yeah. it is because she's also got the fashion brand, the fashion line. I think it'll be depending on Victoria Beckham, whether yeah. she's the... Because let's face it, every, everyone else will say yes. We know uh, Baby Spice Emma Button said in 2022, she goes, yeah, I love coming to Australia and hopefully it's our next stop. And you know what would make mm. this so good? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm rambling on about the Spice no, Girls. Do it. The Spice <laughs> Girls were so renowned in their day for girl power, right? Mm. And they were amazing at that. And I think that's what would be great about them coming back now, being a bit older, being women in their mm-hmm. 40s, they could be advocates for the new generation to see that you can still yes. be in your late 40s and still be empowered. You don't have to be 18, 19, 20, and that's when your girl power stage is only. Yeah, woman power. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that they come to Australia. Middle-age power. Yes. <laughs> Old spice <laughs> power. power. Go for it. This is, though, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Now, I'm going to try and explain this in a PG-rated way because I'm going to talk about something X-rated, right? Okay. But Target have done the most hilarious faux pas. So, there's this Facebook group, right, and it's called Christmas Mums Australia, hmm. where all the mums across Australia just look for bargains, you know, what you should get for Christmas for the family. Hey, I saw this at Target. Hey, I saw this at Kmart, blah, blah, blah. What a cool Facebook group. I bet you're in it. <laughs> yeah, I am, actually. Thank you very much. Just <laughs> okay. how I found this very funny thing. So hmm. there's this T-shirt that they're selling, right, and there's a photo of it, and at, at first glance, you see it reads, Merry Fizmas. Right? Fizz, as in bubbles. Merry Fizzmas. Oh, <laughs> I see you, where this is going. <laughs> what's another word that rhymes with fizz? <sighs> and when you re-look at it, it, <laughs> it goes from what's supposed to be a capital F and <laughs> looks like a little J. And so it just says... <laughs> what does it say, everyone? <laughs> I really want to say it, but I better not say it. You have mm. to get this T-shirt. Merry Miss everyone. <laughs> it's only $12 as well from, wow. from Target. So well, I'm going to have a white Christmas. Heat <laughs> <laughs> breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hits 100.9. Stray Gods, the role-playing musical created by Melbourne's Summerfall Studios. It's a great video game. It's just been nominated for a Grammy. And Stephen Gates, the third head of Tripod Gatesy, joins us to talk about being nominated for a Grammy. Good morning to you, Gatesy. Oh, I'm Grammy nominated. I sort of live on a different plane now. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit above us now, Gates. Here. Yes, you yeah, are. A bit, you know, <laughs> Huge. A little bit. I, I just have to have Grammy nominated preface my name for the rest of my life. 
And you're always going to Gatesy. That's it. It's like, I mean, you may as well just have doctor. You have this honorific now for the well, rest of exactly. your life. It's incredible. It, it's, it, it really is still hitting me. I still don't really believe it. It was completely unexpected. We just did not see this coming. So it's pretty great. It's wild. And I think well-deserved because you've teamed up with Montaigne too. To have an Aussie nominated for a Grammy in the first place is phenomenal. But like yes. for your work in video game world, would you have ever thought this would happen? Never. The project was started in sort of 2019. We were working on it pretty separately over the pandemic because of the, I guess, you know, lockdowns and things. Mm. Um, It was actually an excellent project to work on during that time (laughs) because it just kept us busy. Uh, But then 2021 hit and we were doing second drafts. Like, it took three, four years. I guess you just wouldn't have expected that it would lead to a Grammy nomination, though, because you said, what, took three to four years to get going. And doing it at the frigging hardest time, one of the toughest times in Australian history throughout (laughs) the pandemic as well. And then you go, wow, you do all that, you do all the hard work, and now you're nominated for a Grammy. I mean, I know it feels amazing, but for people like myself that don't even know the process of how one would get Mm. nominated for a a Grammy Gacy, how does that even happen? Mm. Um, Well, I think because uh, Austin Wintory, who is the American involved, the head uh, music supervisor for the for the whole project. He he put the team together. We've been working with him in the past. Assassin's Creed syndicate songs and things like that. Um, so he's kind of the American uh, part. And, and I think because we had such a big hand in writing the songs and, and, and writing, basically composing music with him, he kind of just said, well, this was not all me. This was, this was Tripod and this was Montaigne. To even put us against his name in the nomination was pretty kind of generous of him. Yeah, so you're um, going to have to go there with Miley Cyrus. Taylor Swift is going to be on the red carpet. Billy Eilish. And now Tripod. So is Scott and Yon and yourself going along? Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> we're just working out how we're going to pay for it. I mean, not like, <laughs> you do comedy, like right? They, comedy they pays can, a lot, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Like Tripod from July this year um, decided just to have a, have a year off. You know, we've been working together... 27, 28 years now. We've been in tripod longer than we haven't been in tripod, if you know what I mean. And that's a long, long time. So we decided let's let's have a let's have a break. You know, do other things and refresh ourselves. And then we get this nomination. It's back to emailing and and organising times and trips. Well, you're a dark horse to win it. And what are you going to do if you do win it? Because you're up against some hefty competition, aren't you? Well, yeah, but I don't want to jinx it. But (laughs) I've been reading a lot of articles, haven't I? It's tipped to be a a bit of a favourite only because it's a tiny indie release against these massive AAA Call of Duty Mm -hmm. Hogwarts legacy kind of games using video game soundtrack in a really interesting, innovative way. The soundtrack is the game. You control the musical. You tell the characters how they should feel and they sing accordingly so it's like a choose your own adventure musical game to get it that would be just Mm. that would be the best for australia it (laughs) would be for australia because i'm looking the bgs olivia newton john who we loved keith urban there are aussies that have done as proud at the grammys savage garden Yeah, Nikki oh. Webster. Yeah, Nikki Webster was up there. Daryl Braithwaite. Nalsu, he'll yeah, be there Nalsu, soon too. Yeah. But you know what? All these people are super talented as as you guys are too, Gatesy. And I hate to ask you this question, but I'm just going to do it for fun because girls get asked this all the time. Um, do you know what you're going to wear to the Grammys? Have you thought about it? I haven't thought about it. <laughs> See, now I'm all anxious. <laughs> oh, the three of us, Tripod, we have such different brains. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it would be better, it would be great if we 
wore the same thing, really, like old school, like the old... Yeah. I think Three Amigos outfit that, or, or Huey, yeah. Dewey and Louie. Absolutely, yeah. Gates. You make, right. make yourself really stand out while you're there, you know. Or you could even do something to do with gaming, kind of like, you know, your, your inspiration for your nomination. Do something with gaming. I think, yeah, maybe. I'd be great. The three of us can't reach a decision together anymore. <laughs> Just go with Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> I think that's great. But congratulations. Uh, what a quintessential team effort. And to be nominated for a Grammy in your lifetime, Gatesy, it's just yeah. a phenomenal achievement. So uh, well done to you and the team and the composers and also Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. It's got to be a great game, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's out on all platforms except mobile. So check it out. It's a phenomenal game. You're Brilliant, a master Gatesy. of your art and comedy and music. Uh, Gatesy from Tripod. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy will go anywhere you do with the listener app. Get it today. Hit 100.9. Has your kid been bullied? Well, do you have an experience with bullying? Because I kid you not, Dan, it's taking, it's only been, what, 15, 16 hours and I'm only just starting to come down, mm. uh, like calm down, I mean, because I found out yesterday my son Harley, I picked him up from school and we had an experience, a bad one of him being bullied. Mm. And I know you're a father, you've got two gorgeous girls and you know exactly what I'm talking about now with this feeling and so many parents out there would too. So I get to school and I pick up my eight-year-old boy and I say, hey, honey, how's your day? And normally he's like, yeah, go away. And he goes, I'm oh, not good, mom. I got I got punched in the head five times. Oh, geez. So Linus, me, you know me, I, whoa, I walked mm. into that school so quickly and um, and I know that Harley's school, uh, the teachers do listen to this show and they're mm. fantastic. I'm not going to name and shame anyone. I'm certainly not going to say the name of, of the eight-year-old boy yeah. that did this as well. Um, but look, they were playing soccer. My boy accidentally headbutted him. He didn't mean to. There were multiple witnesses because I said, hang on, mm. hang on, hang on. Did you deliberately hurt this little boy who turned around and hit you back? And he said, no. Mm. Anyway, so my son Harley gets, gets this retaliation. He accidentally hurts his boy when they're playing soccer because they both went down to get the ball at the same time. This kid turned around and it punched happens. him five times in the head and I was so proud of Holly because mm. you know it can take strength to turn around and someone and, and hit someone back like, oh yeah once you're getting punched in the head oh yeah but I tell you right now it takes a lot more strength to walk away and that's what my little boy did I was did so you? proud of Holly him and his little friends they did the right thing and they went and found the teacher and um, that's what you have to do that's what you have to do because I'll tell you right now if someone mm. turned around and punched me five times in the head I don't think I could walk away from oh, that oh man Yet, growing up in Burnie we I'll expect tell you kids what. to you know like, <laughs> yeah I got in heaps of fights as a kid and sometimes it'd be unprovoked like people you'd be walking past people in the street and they'd just hit you yeah um and it's awful like i was bullied relentlessly growing up because the northwest coast there wasn't a lot on mm. uh, for mm. those people but like there were aggressive people there's unkind there's mean behaviors there's dif- different forms of bullying and a good uh, thing to call is lifeline it's available 24 7 on 13 11 14 if you mm. are struggling with this but usually it's a power imbalance like they you've got something that they want or you know for whatever reason people being bullied uh you know uh, it, it's, it happens through workplaces too. Um, and, you know, it could could be different types of behaviours. But, like, like, that is the best thing to do is kill them with kindness, walk away from mm, it. Because you're I not going to win by fighting back. And the thing is, right, we, we ingrain into our children that you have to walk away from this. And they do need to walk away from this. But can you imagine how much harder it is for a child to walk away from this? Because oh, yeah. when adults, you become an adult. I don't know, a lot of adults don't. And they, thankfully, you know, it's obviously the right thing to do. But I just think to myself, 
these poor kids these days, this is actually what's happened just from going to school. Yes, it happened quickly. Yes, and no children fight. Yes, the school was fantastic. Uh, this little boy is actually going to be getting a suspension because he punched my son five times in the head. There's yeah, a bit of a history there. Mm. And, you know, you also think about from a parent's point of view, like I know that those parents of that little boy would have got that phone call yesterday and said, your kid's done this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're apparently a really nice family, you know? Yeah, and they probably so are. That's yeah. the thing. It's like what is kind of making our children have, I don't know, this experience where this happens and they have to deal with it. And I hate it. And you know what? I've got to say, I'm so glad I'm not a teenage girl. Teenage mm. girls these days, because they, they have all the phones with them as well. It's not like yeah. bullying just stops when you leave school like it, it used to when we mm. were kids, Dan. They take it home with them as well. So I can't even think about how much worse it's going to get with social media oh, these social days because our worse, kids yeah. can't leave. The, they mm. can't walk out the, the door of school and, and forget about it for the rest of the night. And, and you and I grew up in the internet era, and that that was so hurtful at times because you would get bullied when you got home. Uh, usually it's on the bus on the way back, and it's at school all day, mm. and then you get more when you get home. That's right. You know, mm. you can only imagine what these poor kids are going through. And I just want to say to any kid now listening who's going through a hard time, I know it sounds really cliche, but I want you to know that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. This is why I wanted to bring this up on air today. Like you're listening to a radio show now, you're listening to two people on the radio and their kids who are only little kids, eight and five and my son's nine, my other boy, and we're experiencing this too. And whoever might hurt you at school themselves are probably hurting on the inside as well. Mm. And I know it's really cliche, mm-hmm. but sometimes the people that are the nastiest are actually going through the hardest time. And mm-hmm. on the other side of my little son, Harley, getting hit five times in the head yesterday and walking away from that and he still did the right thing. having yeah. a smile mm. on his face at the end of the day. I mean, I took him through Marcus to get a Sunday and, <laughs> and a chicken burger. I was like, that yes, you can have well. McDonald's yeah. tonight because you had a hard time. Um, and even he, at the end of the day, when I talked him into bed, this is how beautiful my son is. He said, Mummy, I feel sorry for so and so. I hope that he's okay. Mm-hmm. Dan and Christy. Here's more from Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Names have been suggested for the Tassie AFL team in uh, 2028, and some of these names are pretty interesting. Some people are saying the Swifties, the Muttonbirds, the Devils, of course. That's probably uh, the pop- most popular one. But some of the nicknames have been the response for the survey that's had 5,000 responses, and you can get your response in. You've got to get it in by, I think, today, believe, tasmanian.com.au. Oh, my gosh, but, let's um, get yeah. on to this as mm. as quickly as possible. Um, Jack Rewald, legend, he's obviously mm-hmm. the ambassador for this for Tasmanian Football Club and he's going to town with, um, you know, a bit of press about what we should be calling it and mm-hmm. I love one of the articles actually has a photo of you, Dan, with the... Does it? Yeah, of course it does. Oh. Um, of you, I did send you the article. Of <laughs> um, you with the Tassie Turbo Chooks t-shirt on as well, so mm-hmm. that's really cool to see. But I'm going to be honest... Let's actually, I know people out there, you know, it's it's an effort to actually have to vote and do something. But if we don't all vote, mm. it maybe will be something like the mutton birds. I mean, Imagine come on. the mutton birds. Tassie Turbo Chooks That's is better terrible. than the mutton birds, right? I, I think it's gaining steam. Up the chooks, everyone. Bok, bok, bok. Because um, 5,000 people are quick to weigh in. And a lot of people saying Tassie Turbo Chooks is a bad name. But think about it for a second. There's a few birds already in the AFL. There's the Hawks, the Eagles. Maybe even one day there'll be the Bundaberg Bin Chooks. Um, <laughs> so you never yeah. know. Like, you need a name that's going to last the test of time. And I think the Devils is okay, but there's already the Demons in the AFL. You yeah. don't want two teams that are so similar. And you know you? what? And and it does. Like, it actually doesn't capture, like, what the players will be. Mm. Fast. 
strong. That's it. Capable. Recognisable. Renowned. Like when you think of Tasmania, like the Turbo Chooks is such a huge, a Turbo Chook native family, like, but it's yeah. a huge pertinent thing to Tassie. So it does make That's sense, it. you know. It really grew on me. Remember when you first told me about it and I laughed it off and I was like, no, 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 he's right. No, he's serious. Creatively, <laughs> it's a good name. Like That's if it. Sydney can have the Sydney Swans, <laughs> why can't Tassie have the Tassie Turbo, Turbo Chooks? Chooks. And, and it's hilarious too. There's that. So let's go back and uh, recap Turbo Chooks and where it all began. Jeremy Rockcliffe. I hope you're all, and I suspect you are, as excited as me. Some social media outlets are pushing the Tassie Turbo Chooks. Okay, well, let's delete the Turbo Chooks. Oh, what are you doing? Dan's very in favour of that premiere. Good luck with that, Dan. Good luck with that, Dan. Good luck with that, Dan. The dream of a Tasmanian team. Campaign is gaining steam. It was on the news last night with Pete Murphy, Weather Daddy and Kim Miller. Listen to this. Go the Turbo Chooks. The people have spoken. Turbo Chooks. The merch that Dan and his mates have designed, they're donating the proceeds to homelessness. It's selling like hotcakes, <laughs> by the way. We've probably Dude. sold about 150 shirts. AFL have taken it down. Even we bought the rights. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Jimmy and Nathan are saying officially on Dan and Christy, we will not MC and host the Tasmanian AFL team unless it is named the Turbo Chooks. Yes! <laughs> Depending on how much money they offer. Unless they offer us a lot of money, in which case, go the devils. <laughs> We're going to fight for the Tassie Turbo Chooks. Good morning to Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe. Look, what worries me about that is that you're actually starting to convince me. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Do you think the campaign has legs just like the powerful Turbo Chooks? <laughs> well, I'm here on your radio at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> 24 hours later. I, Jeremy Rockcliffe, of sound mind and good humour, do decree in support of the cause of Give the Chooks a Chance. It's very official, as you can see, Premier. It's even got a stamp with a Turbo Chooks logo on it. Yeah, that's authority. This is going to go straight to the pool room. <laughs> More stuff like that in minutes. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. It's 100.9. Big shout out to Channel Christian School. That's a lovely little school. Driven past that many times because mm-hmm. the enrolments uh, for schools in Hobart that are the fastest growing have been revealed for the year, Dan. And Channel Christian School is up ninety one percent. Whoa! Yeah, there's this cute the little channel. list here of seeing the the schools that have more enrolments and and going a different way with education. Got to give a little shout out this morning to Kempton Primary School. Mm. Up 45%. Straight out of Kempton, are they? Oh, mate. That's a beautiful town, Kempton. They've got some uh, fast growth there in Kempton. They must breed like rabbits around that area. <laughs> there are a lot of rabbits on the middle of the highway, though, in saying that. Uh, yeah, they're saying uh, Cosgrove High School, 88%. Yeah. I the just, big picture school. That's right. Growing. I uh, couldn't see Bernie anywhere on this list, though. I have They should pretty hard. definitely have uh, the most amount of children turning up to it because that's all you can do in Bernie. It's I know. the one pastime. That you got up to. It's I'm surprised that I don't have, well, I probably do have several children going to several <laughs> schools up that way because uh, there was not much on. Uh, but yeah, Bernie's not in there, but school's on decline. That's mm. that's a disturbing one, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the Bernie one. Yola District School, 27% mm. uh, is in decline. Uh, West Alveston. So it's all the Northwest. I think a lot of people are moving out. Yeah, I do um, see ooze on this list, though. Ooze. Ooze line is it anyway. <laughs> um, 33% for yeah, ooze. Yeah, there's the decline there. Yeah, there's not many people moving to ooze, is oh, there? Oh, no. Mm. So, you know, it is that thing, Dan, you know, when you have kids and you think, oh, my God. What, where are they going to go to school? Well, mm-hmm. I want to get them the best education. I want to try and do this, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a stressful thing trying to decide where in God's name you're going to send, mm-hmm. where you're your going children. to send your kids to school, isn't it? it? Well, I, I've worried about high school. I don't know where to send the kids to high school in Hobart. So I've been uh, thinking about that, contemplating it. Maybe I should go back to Burnham, <laughs> go to Marsh Regional College. <laughs> 
Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Big happy birthday to radio. Yes. 100 years of radio. So it was November 23rd, 1923. A button is pushed, the red light comes on, and radio begins in Australia. And apparently they just played light orchestral music. I do have a grab of it. <laughs> no, uh, it's a hundred years, um, and this is the weird thing. I've been here for one fifth of it. Yeah, Twenty that's years right. in radio. We love mm. celebrating radio, Dan and I, being radio nerds, and mm-hmm. um, and obviously you enjoy radio now. You're listening because you are listening to a radio show as opposed to something else. Obviously, radio has gone in the direction now of podcasting and things mm. like our stations are out called Listener. But it's all about what comes out of the airwaves, and a hundred years to us is really incredible, worth celebrating. Dan, mm. I love that you have been doing radio for. 20 years. It's amazing. I started out with smoke signals and a tin and some string, and that's how radio worked back then. <laughs> but um, who are some of your favourite like radio heroes of yours, if you had to name a few? You I know, mean, you are one of them. <laughs> um, Thanks, you, my friend. Christy Hayes is right up Shush. there. Um, I remember before I started working in radio, I honestly thought you just got behind the microphone and talked. Mm. I didn't realise how much work actually goes into what gets broadcast, as in Dan and I, for instance, when you hear us talk on the radio, we have to give so much context in case somebody's tuning in, say, every four seconds, every seven seconds, so that when listeners keep just tuning in to Hit 100.9, what we're talking about all the time completely makes sense. I mean, (laughs) we probably don't do it, but uh, that's what we're supposed to do. But someone like Howard Stern, right? I I love Howard Stern. I love Howard Stern. Mm. Everyone who works in radio or listens to radio loves Howard Stern. And I remember when I saw the film that he wrote and stars in, it's called Private Parts. And if you want to watch an amazing movie, check out the film Private Parts, right? Because it gives you the the message, right, and teaches you very early that you can't lie to listeners when you're behind a microphone. The hardest thing in radio, but the most important thing in radio that you have to be is be yourself. Be authentic. Have to be yourself. You can't lie to people about what's going on. You can't pretend to have opinions that aren't your own. You can't fake and force this this unreal version of yourselves because your listeners are smart. They can hear through it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I love that. And Howard Stern gets behind the mic and he says what he wants to say. Like you and I are broadcasters, right? But there is so much stuff on it that I wish we could truly, truly push ourselves to do. And maybe one day we will. But, you know, we you have to... We would lose our licence <laughs> exactly. if you and I were ourselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and you have to... You have things like people's judgments and, and appeasing mm. sometimes, and I hate that. And that's one thing I try and pull myself up on. I'm like, Christy, just because everyone might send nasty comments or criticise something, you say you can't You can't do that. you got to just be faithful and truthful to our listeners and do the right thing. It's a pleasure for people to tune in to listen to you every morning on air. And you don't want to mm. waste their time. They deserve yeah, exactly. to know who they're listening to. You know what I mean? We love you guys. Um, and I love radio, and this is why I keep on doing it. It feels like it's my first day every day. You do what you love. And so we've gone into the archives. We've dusted them (laughs) off. This is going back to 2008. So I'm broadcasting now to Melbourne. Uh, There's three million people in Melbourne. And you're in a different network. (laughs) They're a different network. And I've got a late night show and our first guest on the show ever. So we're broadcasting to a lot of people was Glenn Robbins. And you can hear in my voice, my nerves. So here we go. Back to 2008. You're no stranger to radio, Glenn. You've had a few shows, a morning show with Elton John called Glennie and the Jets. Is that right? (laughs) That's right. And then Glenn, I I think you moved on to the BBC. You were working in Scotland with a show, uh, Monarch of the Glenn Robbins. Yes, we've got that one. And uh, your most recent one, which wasn't as good, Curious Case of Glenjamin Button, where you aged backwards. Didn't really translate well to radio. Not really. A great special effects, but no one could see him. So uh, welcome to Team Radio. And here I am on Team Radio. That's right. Exactly. 
So I peaked uh, in 2008. Is <laughs> you sound so young. So that's you yeah, on no, air in 2008. a little boy, yeah. You were a baby, weren't mm, you? I was actually, yeah, four years old. Um, <laughs> you could tell. Uh, but well, I found some stuff from when you were on I-98. So that's it. This is hilarious because mm. normally you wouldn't cross streams like this in radio. Cross but because the of what we're doing, I'm we're sure doing it's fine. This today. is the, the this is my old breakfast show on the mainland, just south of Sydney, and I worked on this show for for years with the two guys that I just absolutely loved. It was an amazing experience in radio. Mm. Um, but I'm closest to you though, Dan. But anyway, oh, um, this was a special time of my life. I don't know what we were talking about though. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I must admit, over the holidays and month that we've had off, when I could get some downtime, I did pull out my Nintendo 69, had a bit of fun. Hang on, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, don't you about the 64 or oh, the 69? Was that a different model, the 69? <laughs> well, that's, that's what I meant to say. That's what both can play. Hey. It's a two-player game and one of you has to sit upside down. <laughs> this is It's Alpha Box. I can't believe in 2023 you are still calling it uh, Nintendo 69. Yeah, I just get confused. Mm. I've been doing this for years. I thought it was a Nintendo 69. Anyway, it's... Um, what that's is... the one that's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy.